I'm Steve. And I'm Jason. And we're the hosts of an explorative podcast called Grognostics, where we mix in one part of curiosity, one part comedy, one part craft beer tastings, one part education, and yet one part fictional stories. Good lord, that's a lot of parts. Look, uh, this, the show's really cool, okay? I don't know, I'm not so sure now. Sounds more confusing than the time we came over early to your Christmas party last year and found you bawling your eyes out, pantless, mind you, to a Lance Bass Hallmark movie. That was a phase, Jason. A phase, I tell ya. <laughs> Look, if you want to listen, grab a cold one and tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You might even learn a thing or two. That's Grognostics, G-R-O-G-N-O-S-T-I-C-S. Look, my pants were in the dryer. Lance just happened to be on. Sure, buddy. Sure. XV Planus is a part of the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. Welcome to XV Planets. Greetings, friends and fiends, and welcome back to XV Planets, the podcast where we don't just talk about the paranormal, we put boots on the ground and pursue it in the field. Transmitting from the Black Lodge, as always, I am your host, Flood, and as always, I am very excited to be back here on the mic to dive further into the unknown, the enigmatic, and the just plain weird with you all. I know most of you were expecting this episode to herald the beginning of our Uinta Basin series, but sometimes life gets in the way, and between my second relocation in eight months and the adjustments to getting resettled, I'm simply running a bit behind. So while I promise that that series is right around the corner, I wanted to share this next conversation with you to tide you all over. Originally intended as an episode of Transmissions from the Void, our Patreon-exclusive interview series, tonight I am pleased to welcome special guest Carly Latham, better known to most of you as the Village Tarot Witch. Carly is a gifted tarot reader, medium, investigator, author, co-host of the podcasts Death Become Us and Drinks and Disasters, and an all-around delightful force of nature that you'd all be better for knowing. Tonight we'll discuss Carly's own journey through the paranormal and the evolution of her connection to it, and how this adventure has shaped her life and how, for some, trauma can be a catalyst that opens up your senses to layers of the world around us that we may not have had the intuition to interact with before. So, without further shenanigans, please welcome the Village Tarot Witch to XV Planets. Tonight, I'm very excited to have a fellow creator and author and all-around just kick-ass human being, Carly Latham, the village tarot witch herself. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Yeah, we've been trying to make this happen for a while, and I'm glad that the stars finally aligned to, to let this happen. Yes, um, they really yeah. did. Yeah. So before we start diving into the, the spooky and the kooky, uh, could you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi. Yes. So my name is Carly. I am a tarot reader. Um, I use tarot to practice mediumship. So when I join in any sort of paranormal investigation, my role is tarot witch. (laughs) Um, I use my cards to help me communicate. And I usually do that alongside other investigators. Um, But Other than that, I am also an author now, and let's see, what else do I do? I have my own publishing company that I run with my friend Mallory, who is Coffee, Books, and Ghosts on Instagram, and that is called Dark Village Publications, and we are just getting it up and running, but we are super excited to be able to highlight voices of people in the paranormal community, as well as some new friends that we're just meeting. That's fantastic. Now, as somebody who's been following you for a while, I can vouch for a lot of what you do, and there will be links (laughs) in the show notes for everybody. So I highly encourage you to go and check out all that is being put out by uh, Carly here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I stepped back publicly from tarot for a bit. I had a huge problem with scam accounts. I still do, to be honest. And for a while, I was like, you know what? Fuck you all. Can I say fuck? I'm so oh, yeah, of course. This is a you're okay, fucking cool. welcome to say whatever the fuck you want here. <laughs> cool, because I sound like a princess and curse like a sailor. And that's just <laughs> like, 
that's, that's like my entire personality rolled up in one. Yeah. So I just got, I just got pissed about it after a while. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I can't make a living doing this. Like, like, with the the way that it was going. And I was like, I'm just taking it away. No tarot for me, no tarot for anyone. <laughs> but I, I'm bringing it back now because I miss it. So <laughs> it was, it's just uh, trying to stay one step ahead of the, of the scam accounts is, you know, it, it's a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you and I actually have quite a few mutual friends who uh, also suffer through this and it's absolutely ridiculous. I do my best yeah. to try to keep my eyes open for those dummy accounts and, and, you know, uh, let you guys know and certainly report them all the time, but it is getting ridiculous. Although I got to yeah. admit, somebody finally did an XV Planus dummy account not too long ago. And I feel like I've graduated because of that. Like, oh my God, right? am I that important now? I cool. made it. Yeah, I feel like the first time it happened to me, that's kind of how I felt. And I was like, fuck yeah. I just like, I just leveled up. And then it, they came so often that I was like, oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's annoying and it's a problem that Instagram really won't do anything to help. Like if you pay to be verified, which I did for a little while, they will immediately remove them. Like immediately you file a report, they take it down. But it's also $14 a month. And like, who can pay for that these days? You know? So I dropped my, I dropped my little check mark and I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to have to be careful about what I post for a while. And, uh, but yeah, they don't, they don't really do anything. So the people who are targeted by scam accounts are like, everybody is tired of dealing with it. I was dramatic about it, <laughs> but like, you know, they're all like, we're doing what we can. We let people know this is our only account and that's, you know, it's, I guess, part of the game, but it's an annoying part of the game. It is. But I mean, luck luckily, like you and I uh, and, and like some of our fellow friends who are also going through this, we do have a really good sense of community. And so that's actually very oh, yeah. helpful because we do watch each other's backs on that and we're like, hey, hey, somebody's cropping you. Hey, yeah. just so you know. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I ha I do have lots of people who give me the heads up and aren't like, you know, I, I do know a lot of people who have had people actually get scammed and give away their money. But I think I've been loud enough about not doing readings that like that part doesn't really affect me. It's just the the obnoxiousness of it all. But yeah, it is nice to have a community of people who like know me, know my vibe and are like, that's not that's not you. <laughs> yeah. No grand rising. <laughs> right. Exactly. <Yeah>. Run. <laughs> 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 so you mentioned using uh, tarot on paranormal investigations, and that's something that mm -hmm. I want to dive into uh, a little bit later on in the conversation, because this is something that I've been messing with uh, as well. Just recently, I've started awesome. to fold divination uh, practices into paranormal investigations. Outcomes have been pretty interesting. But before yeah. we start getting to that, I was wondering if we could kind of dig into like your backstory. What pulled you into this world, and how did you connect with it? Yeah. Yeah. So... My backstory, um, for anybody who doesn't know, I was actually raised Mormon. So there was like, none of this was on my radar, like at all. It just was kind of like, okay, well, I've seen ghost hunters and, you know, whatever. But I didn't really have like, Mormons don't really talk about ghosts or anything like that. So it just was kind of fiction to me. Um, I've always had a love of the strange and unusual things. I grew up on X-Files and Goosebumps and... I love Stephen King and horror movies. And so like, that's always been my vibe. But when I left Mormonism, I also, I moved to Florida a few years later and my house in Florida was haunted as fuck. So I started having all these experiences and I had one that just scared me. Like I had no idea, no frame of reference to explain like what I was experiencing other than I left my room one night and felt like I knew that I wasn't alone. And so I was standing in my hallway and I'm like looking around. I'm like, no, my kids are asleep. They were in my room at the time. So I was like, I am, I'm alone here. But the feeling of someone else being present was so strong and so terrifying that it just kind of like rooted me to the spot. Um, so that moment I ended up talking to some of my new friends about it. And I was like, this is just like, I don't know what to do with this. I've never had, I've never felt fear like this before. 
and they convinced me to have a psychic come and clear my house. Now, mind you, after leaving Mormonism, I was an atheist for years. Like I did not believe in anything. So I, I thought about it after a while and I was like, well, if nothing else, it's an experience, right? Like I had never, I never talked to a psychic before. I never had a reading done. I really didn't know what I was walking into. So I had this woman come over to my house and she cleared it and she blessed it with holy water. And she was like calling on Archangel Michael and doing all these things that are completely outside of my realm of knowledge. Um, Mormons don't really do anything with archangels or even holy water. You know, there's like, so all of this is just like, okay. Um, <laughs> Whatever so I you was say. Like, you know? Exactly. You know, so I was like following along behind her and um, probably like a doe in headlights. <laughs> I'm being perfectly honest, just being like, okay. There was a few spots where she got like extra, extra intense and at the end of it, I was like, I don't really know, want to know like what, what that was. Like, I don't want to know what was in here, which like I could kick past me because now I'm like, well, I do want to know whatever, what, what was haunting me. Um, but after she cleared it, she sat me down for a reading and, um, I'd never had a reading before and she used a deck of cards. Um, Just I think a standard it was a 52. And it, it was a past life Oracle deck. Um, okay. I want to say that it was, I think it was one of Doreen Virtue's Oracle decks. Um, and anyway, so like I had friends in Florida, but I didn't know them very well. And I'm actually kind of like a hard person to get to know beyond surface level because I don't open up super easily, like, you know, my my deep thoughts. So this stranger is sitting in my house and she's pulling out cards and she is telling me things about me and about my life that I haven't verbalized to literally anyone. It's all things that I had felt deeply, but I didn't know how to explain it. And like at the time I was like, well, I'm happy with my life, but I, I feel like there's something else, something else, some like undiscovered purpose. And she's describing all of these feelings to me. And I was like, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and then she stopped like mid reading and she reached into her bag and she was like, they're telling me that this is going to be important for you. And she gave me one of her decks um, that was gifted to her. And at, I, it was another Doreen Virtue. It was like an angel oracle or something like that. Um, but it was, it was a deck that was like significantly meaningful to her. And she was like, it's that important that you have a deck of cards that I'm going to give you this one. And I was like, okay. Uh, I'm also really awkward when, when handed presents, I don't know what to do with them. So I'm just like, all right, thank you for this deck of cards. That's important to me, stranger. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, okay. I don't know. Okay. Um, but the reading that she gave me was so impactful that I started practicing with the Oracle cards and I connected with them pretty much immediately. It was like, it, <sighs> I don't want to make it like an Indiana Jones moment, but it's almost like one of those movies and one of those moments in movies where like you just suddenly understand some ancient text and you have no idea why you understand it. But like, that's how the cards felt to me where I just was like, Oh, I understand exactly what you're saying. This is natural. We're, we're speaking the same language. So I developed myself as a reader. I am a self-taught reader and, um, I started practicing with oracle cards, with runes, with regular tarot, you name it. I've done most forms of divination. I won't say all, but I've experimented with a lot of divination. And then I got my start paranormal investigating um, after I broke my foot. Um, it was around Halloween and I was confined to the couch, basically. Like I couldn't, I couldn't really get up and walk around. I had a boot on my foot. And I started binge watching ghost hunting shows um, and I was watching them and I was like, I don't understand how are these people explaining my life to me right now? Like they were talking about the feeling of being watched when you're alone and just different ways that people sense that there's another presence around. And so I'm, I'm watching and I'm thinking back 
on my life, on all the times when I've been so freaked out when I was by myself, feeling like I wasn't alone, like not as intense as the day that prompted me to call the psychic. But there are lots of different times that I I thought somebody was going to just like pop up around the corner. So I would move and I'd put my back against the wall so that <laughs> so I could see if someone really was in the house so I could see them coming. And it it never occurred to me, even after having the psychic come through my house and be like, yeah, this bitch is haunted, you know, uh, it still never occurred to me that I was sensing spirits or anything like that. It just, I don't know, I compartmentalized it. And so I have this awareness now that like, okay, maybe there is something to this. And shortly after that, another tarot reader posted a spread to her page and she was collabing with an investigator, um, ghost, hunter of, ghost hunter of South Florida, and basically said, Eric is going to this ghost hunt. Anybody who wants to like see if you can get any sort of information, give this spread a try. And again, I don't have anything better to do with my time. <laughs> so I had a past lives deck. I still use this one regularly for mediumship. It's called art history tarot for past lives and it's made by red orchid publishing it's a gorgeous deck and it will give you some of them have causes of death some of them have time periods but you can also read it like a traditional tarot deck and there it's all it's all famous paintings so um i was like yeah why not so i pulled cards and you know i wrote up my little my little response and i posted it and Eric was like, you know what? That actually, there was some relevant information in there. And I don't know what was relevant about it because I just was like, huh, okay, this is a thing that I can do. Um, so I started anytime I had an experience at my house, which was, it, it was almost like a highway of ghosts. Like I never really got a solid explanation of why it was so haunted. It just was like constant foot traffic going on in there. So did it feel um, like more than one was passing through? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, so it, like it wasn't like a, yeah, like a train station or okay. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't, there wasn't like one solid ghost haunting the place. It just was like spirits would pop up now and then. And it would always freak me out because, um, it always seems to happen to me at night. And I know that's the thing where people are like, you have to set boundaries and tell them you can't come in here. You know, I do that. But um, also I enjoy, like I let them get my attention and then I say, okay, fuck off. I'll talk to you in the morning. You know, like, so I started practicing by when I had these experiences, instead of going immediately to, I'm afraid this is scary. I got my cards out and I was like, who is this and what did you want to tell me? And so I started learning to communicate with spirits like that. Um, and then I, Eric asked me, Eric was going on another ghost hunt for um, the Riddle House, Yesteryear Village in South Florida. Um, and I didn't know anything about the Riddle House or Yesteryear Village at the time. So he was like, I'm going to go there on an investigation. Could you do another reading for me? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yes, I could. That sounds like so much fun. I didn't know how haunted that entire place is. So like I went in through the doors wide open and got way too many answers. And I was like, okay, we need to, I need just one of you, Scale just one person. <laughs> yeah. One of you come forward and talk to me because I can't hear you. Or see you. I'm talking through feeling and cards. So like one at a time, you know. And I got this woman. And she gave me a very specific story. And I was obsessed. I, I'm still obsessed. And I started doing follow-up readings to try to get more information and try to piece together who this woman could be. Um, so by the time I ended up going in person to Yesteryear Village... I didn't, I don't think I brought my cards, but I had questions. And um, the main person who haunts the Riddle House is a man named Joseph. And he hung himself in the attic and he's always angry. He's either, he's either mad or flirting with the women, right? So it was a public ghost hunt. And um, 
Eric turned to me and he goes, I know you have questions because he had to listen to me ramble about my readings for, <laughs> for ages. And so he handed me the recorder and there's video footage of this somewhere, but I was like, hi, Joseph, I've been looking for this woman. And I gave a little bit of information. I asked my question, Eric stops it and he replays and on the EVP, you can hear Joseph's voice cutting over mine and saying lies. I didn't hurt her. And I was like, what Ooh, the fuck? Okay. Because at this point, I had been asking Eric, I'd been asking some of the other members, I was like, is there any woman connected to this house? And they're like, well, there's this, there's that. But like, it's really just Joseph there. And so I went in and I was like, I don't know what I'm picking up on. I could be completely wrong. And then I have this actual piece of evidence that was like, lies. I didn't hurt her. And I was like, hold the fucking phone. Mm -hmm. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was my start. And I, I was hooked <laughs> from, from that moment on. And when I investigate, I go in. I, I prefer to use my cards and I like to work in tandem with other investigators. So like I usually let them take the lead and ask the questions and I will just pull cards while they're doing their stuff. And I had a good groove going with War Party Paranormal there where I would they would stop the recorder. I would tell them what I thought the card said. They would listen back and we would watch how my readings and the evidence were lining up. Um, and that is still the way that I prefer to investigate i do have like i have a rem pod and i have a recorder but i'd rather just sit on the floor with my cards and let somebody else <laughs> that's <laughs> somebody that's else your comfort them. zone uh when it yep. comes to this stuff yeah so before we move forward going back mm -hmm. to uh your experiences with joseph in the riddle house did you ever find out any more information about this woman or is this still uh, a mystery lot you did okay i did no so i am pretty sure that she was um henry flagler is the man who originally built the riddle house and i don't think they even really lived in it it was like a vacation home and he was a railroad tycoon so a lot of florida has flag there's flagler university flagler boulevard you know it, it's a big name i didn't know who he was but i knew that she was a second wife and that was a bit of information that somebody else another medium gave me and when i st when i started to dig around and i looked at henry flagler and um Actually, I think Mary Lily was his third wife. His first wife died of some sort of illness. He hired the nurse who he he hired the nurse who was supposed he hired a nurse to care for his ailing wife. And then after his wife died, he married that nurse. That nurse was the second wife. So she was my initial, it must be her, but she got put into an asylum. And he divorced her, which was, I think at the time, that was like one of the only ways that he could get a divorce. So like, I I don't know for sure if that woman needed mental health care or not. But either way, it was a sad ending for her. That's that's a um, terrible thing when it, when you start talking about any of the sanatoriums or asylums or anything yep. like that during the day where literally you could have your wife thrown in there just because yep. she's just because you didn't want her anymore just because she wants to stand up for herself that's yep. something we covered on our waverly series and even now it just infuriates yes. me you know right so i i kind of think that that was it so i was like all riled up for the second wife because i had second spouse in my mind and i thought this must be her but the more i dug i was like this really doesn't like the information that i have here really doesn't fit and then I looked into his third wife, Mary Lily Flagler, and apparently she was young when they met, but apparently by all reports, she was wealthy in her own right, and he swept her off her feet. He wooed her. He bought her expensive things. Her family was like, I mean, yeah, go for it, you know? So they seemed to have like a happy relationship, whatever happiness is defined by them. You know, there wasn't any like big scandals or anything, and they seemed to like each other. Henry Flagler died. Um, I want to say that he had like a stroke or something and hit his head on the staircase, but that was, it was a long time ago that I read about this. So I don't have that information stored in my brain. But after his death, Mary Lily was supposed to inherit 
his fortune. So she is now very wealthy. And one of her old beaus came back into the picture who had been recently separated or divorced from his wife and was having money troubles, severe money troubles. And my reading had indicated that this was a wealthy woman who was targeted for her wealth. So again, it didn't necessarily fit with the second wife who was a nurse and didn't have money. But Mary Lily is now a very wealthy, very wealthy widow. Um, and I thought that I, I thought that something had happened to her, that it wasn't like a natural death. And um, it turns out that she was most likely poisoned by her second husband. So I had my wires crossed a little bit. I thought she was a second wife, but I think she was trying to indicate that her second husband is the one that did this to her. And I was looking into it to try to figure out like, is this even like factual? Because while I, I love what I do, I also love being able to tie it to specific bits of history. So I'm not necessarily like a traditional evidential medium where I can give you specific dates or names or anything like that. But I do try, if I'm not clear about something, I do try to specify like, I could be wrong about this. I'm not sure about this. Because giving being able to give that information, I like to say I don't know because it, it allows like, – it's like a mental block through for me because if I am just spouting off nonsense, in my mind, I'm like, that sounds ridiculous. You're crazy. But if I say I'm not sure, here's this information, it like – I don't know. It unlocks it. You know what well, I mean? This also kind of uh, explains why you you took on a like kind of a paranormal investigator role is, is – yes. You you pick up what evidence you can through your practices, but you're also doing the footwork and the research to try to yes. bring it all in together. And that's that's a whole other part of this equation that I think a lot of people don't understand. It's it doesn't yeah. come to you clearly. Sometimes you've it got doesn't... to do the old classic detective yes. work. <laughs> I actually yeah, I I do have to work for most of like it doesn't come the information that I get like it makes sense to me and I understand it, but it doesn't necessarily come super easily. So if I am hooked on a story, I do put in the groundwork. And But I am in it for the stories. I like the forgotten spirits. I like forgotten bits of history. I like dark history. I like true crime. So getting these stories to me just like feeds my soul <laughs> to be able to be like, tell me this awful thing that happened to you. you know? I know. And, uh, um, it's, it's like a guilty pleasure. We don't want to be those people, but we are. We are. I am, yeah. <laughs> I 100% am. I'm like, I don't want any of that to happen to me, but also tell me everything wasn't right. terrible. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, yeah. So her, her, her second husband didn't face any legal ramifications, but her family was fucking pissed about it they tried to take him to court i don't exactly remember what happened but like so there really was suspicion surrounding there really okay. there really was suspicion surrounding it so i can't remember for sure how she died but when i hit the end of that i or not the end of it but like when i got to a point where i was like uh i'm not sure like where else there is to go from here um i had this dream and in my dream and this sounds this sounds weird but dream visitations are something that I get more than like waking stuff, but in, You're in, good in my company. dream. Yeah. So in my dream, I saw everything from her perspective. And so there was, there was this man who was making me uncomfortable, like flirting with me. I don't remember. It was, it was very detailed and I woke up and I was so confused about like what had happened. Cause this was the first time I had experienced a dream visitation, a vision. I don't really like the word vision, but it, you know, we're just going to use it for now. And, um, you know, I was like, that was so weird. And my youngest daughter who probably was like three or four ish at the time. And she slept with me, um, woke up and told me that there was a woman with dark hair piled on top of her head and a long dress with um, blue flowers on it standing by my bed that like the night before, the same night that I had this dream. And there are pictures of Mary Lily that match what my daughter was describing. And I was like, what the Whoa. fuck? <laughs> this is so like, yeah, it, it's, it's moments like that where like if I didn't have to like make money, I would do this all day, every day. Like I want, 
I want to chase the mysteries. I want to tell the stories of the things that I encounter. And I, I want to be able to have those moments and be like, guess what? I accidentally found this ghost and here is an entire case profile on it. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. Ultimately, that is that is a dream is I, I would like to pursue this full time. But uh, yeah. I'm also a realist and know it's going to take many a moon to get there. Oh, but- yeah. That'll happen. Yep. It'll happen for you, too. You're definitely on the right path, and I can see it happening Thank you. for you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, okay. And I will say, open invite to come on any of our investigations anytime. Yes. Yeah. If I'd love to. Cross, I miss it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, haven't been, I haven't been in the field, basically, since I left Florida, but I did just buy a book. I live in, I live in far south Texas now, so I just bought a book. It's a children's book, but I was very excited about it. It's... Um, the Rio Grande Valley, Ghosts of the Rio Grande Valley or something like that. And I opened it up. I have another book, but it doesn't really give locations. It gives stories, but not the locations. And the internet proved highly not useful really? <laughs> for like tracking. Yeah, I was surprised because I'm pretty good about like Googling and figuring out like where things happened. But a lot of the stories in that book, they just give you GPS coordinates, which I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good at. Like, who knows how to do that, you know? Or it's like... I'm you tech do guy, it. right here. I've got you, man. Seriously. I'll, you know what? Next time this happens to me, I'll just send you the coordinates and be like, where the fuck is this place? So I got this children's book today, and I was flipping through it, and I was like, oh! I can go to these places. I could just sit on the floor with my cards, and like, I won't have devices running with me, but... Like, because this will be like public in the daytime with my kids. So, like, you know, a little harder to bring a REM pod and set it up. But I did think about it and I was like, I could bring cat balls in my purse and just set some cat balls on the floor, sit down, pull my cards, write down what I think, and I can have one of my kids on camera duty. So, if the cat ball lights up or something, I can catch (laughs) it. I can catch it. So, I'm excited about that. <laughs> well, uh, double your excitement up because there is a good probability that the team is coming through Texas sometime uh, in 24. Yes. So I'll keep you posted <gasps> on that. Yes, uh, please do. I will travel to meet you guys. going to be meeting up with uh, Aaron from Hey Strangeness is going to join up as awesome. well. Awesome. Yeah. He is so, so cool. Yes, that is so guy. cool. Yeah. He is. He is. I was so excited for them and their baby and his werewolf book. I know. <laughs> the Texas know. Triangle. Yeah, yeah. Texas Dogman Triangle. So that's one of the things yes. that we're going to be tackling. But then also the Marfa lights. And I got a couple of old yeah. buildings that we want to go check out. So, yeah, I'll keep you in the loop on that for sure. Yes, please do. That would be so cool. I would love to do that. And also, I am encrypted. So I would love to go <laughs> into, right. I would love to go and try to find, like, Dogman seems like a scary one. But I feel like I have enough of a disconnect that I'm like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> I know, like complete you know? and total disregard for personal safety. Like, yeah. I don't care what it is. I see glowing red eyes. What are we going to do? Well, I'm going to we'll go towards it. Like, you do whatever you want, but I'm there. I want to I want to poke the bear. And like, <laughs> I, I'm i not a dick. Like, I'm not that investigator. That's like. Come oh, at me, I'm bro. Gonna, Come at me, that's ghost. That's exactly what I was going to say use my energy. Oh, it scratched me. You know, I'm not that investigator. I'm usually wildly enthusiastic, but I kind of love the moments when ghosts get like a little bit saucy because then I'm like, no, you can sit the fuck down. No, (laughs) but it's like, you know, I like those little ghost arguments where I'm like, oh no, you can't talk to me like that. I don't care if you're dead. (laughs) Well, I think, I think there's a, a big difference between subtly stirring the pot and then straight up antagonizing and being Mm -hmm. disrespectful. And that's the thing is like, once you start to cross into the realm of disrespecting, Yep. You're setting yourself up for a real but you're gonna have a bad time. You're you know? gonna you're you're gonna get scratched. You're <laughs> probably gonna get possessed at least once in this investigation. Every I mean, investigation. I've, I have been trying, still hasn't happened after four you know? years, you know. I just I haven't I, been possessed. Yeah. I just want someone time. to take the wheel for a little while. That's all. Let me sit back and relax. You do whatever. I'll deal I mean, with the consequences. <laughs> you know, like, hey, I have PTSD. Having a demon run my brain probably would be a vacation. That <laughs> makes two of us, sister. <laughs> Cheers. Yes. You know, yeah. And, and this is a shout out to Meg right now. This, this, is, this is a thing here, right? So um, people always ask, you know, why do you have such a great sense of humor? Oh, it's the trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that. I I printed out my diagnosis. You'll appreciate this since you have 
since you also have the PTSD demons, I printed out my diagnosis so that every time I do something like slightly strange or like, you know, when when I was having worse symptoms, I literally would just like hand it to my family and say, sorry, this piece of paper says I'm crazy. <laughs> you know? Like if you're not going to joke about being a little bit fucked up, then what are you doing with your life? <laughs> no, it's, it's true. No, I, I know that I'm a completely damaged individual, but that's also co- kind of makes me fun at times. You know? <laughs> it does. But I also think that people who have been through some shit make the best investigators or somehow find themselves into this realm. So Agreed. right now I am working with a wonderful producer. Um, I've been working with her for a little while. She's trying to put together a, a television show, but the TV world is wild right now. Um, I want no part of that. She <laughs> she picked me up as like my role would be to investigate with my cards. So that would be amazing because then I could get paid to do this. But right now we're working on a podcast. It's called Death Becomes Us and she is she's producing it. So I just I show up and I get to interview cool people. But one of the things that I've been noticing is that almost everybody who has this sort of connection or the drive to uncover more has been through some shit. Like not every single time, but most of us, yeah, most of us, most of us don't get here by accident. <laughs> I'll actually, I'll double down on that. I, I, I would say that it's the ones who have had such traumatic experiences and deal with the PSD demons, as you said. That's a great one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with that. <laughs> that is kind of shaken our consciousness loose a little bit more than most people, and yeah. because of that, we have more success on investigations yes. than your typical ghost bros do. You know. Yeah, no, I agree with that because I can remember going to investigations and I don't I don't want this to sound like I'm the person that's like anytime I show up, go show up, but like I feel like something about trauma like breaks you open in a way that makes you resonate to the ghost. It's like like the shining and like the Stephen King the book or the movie. The Do you want to get sued? The Shinin. The Shinin. <laughs> Do you want to get sued? I, I love you, Stephen King. Please don't sue me. Um <laughs> But he describes the shine that people have and the the people who can see the shine, you you relate to each other and you know that somebody else has the shine and the ghosts can see the shine. And I think that there is something to that. Like my personal opinion and belief is that Stephen King is a witch and he just doesn't know it <laughs> because or a medium because the things that he describes, I'm like, okay, sir, first of all, you have no you have no business being that awesome. But also, you sound like someone who's seen a ghost <laughs> or had some experience talking to ghosts. He does write some stuff that hits home. But but yeah. I do agree with you. Like, I, I think there is something that uh, I would love to be able to quantify that data, to be honest. And it's part of the reason that I yeah. wish that we could actually get back to parapsychology being part of scholastic uh, curriculum. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I would love to major in that, right? Oh, I have a friend. Well, Melissa. Um, Melissa, the ghost doctor on, she's on TikTok and Instagram, but she has a degree in parapsychology and I love her and I love hearing about all the things that she studied. Uh, she's my co-host on, on death becomes us. And we've investigated together in person a few times and it's just, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And same, I want that degree. Like if I was going to study anything, it probably would be that. Exactly. (laughs) So what, when is this new show coming out? Um, the first episode will air on January 1st, 2024. Um, there may be a couple of pre-interviews. Like there might be a, an interview with me and one with Melissa that come out before our guests start appearing. I'm not entirely sure. But right now the schedule is January 1st. That is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, and that's so that's two podcasts because you also have drinks and uh, disasters in your back drinks pocket, and right? disasters yeah that one's on that one's on a hiatus um i love doing it it's just i i hit a point with with my trauma this is my trauma recovery year where i was like you know what though i can't keep up with weekly recordings <laughs> so um yeah and i know that you take breaks too so i know that that is probably familiar to you where like yeah. I had a podcast before that I did weekly and I loved it. And the social media, I like kept up with the social media and everything, but where I'm at now, I love having the opportunity to have my producer 
be in charge of it and I can just show up and do my thing and not have to worry about the rest because it's a lot to juggle. <laughs> Even for like Drinks and Disasters is is a is a fun and lighthearted show and we talk about cryptids and we make dirty jokes and we drink the whole time. But it's still work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, it's still work and just trying to come up with extra content like I make a lot of fucking content for my page and it is so hard <laughs> to make to be like to have that much focus and attention on what I'm doing and then also be like okay but what do I do xyz even with a partner and busy busy took care of most of the social media and she posted it and everything and I felt really bad <laughs> and I was like, I was like you're just as busy as I am um yeah, so we'll get back to it when you have time for it, you know. Exactly. And whenever that does happen, anytime y'all need a captain fill in the blanks, yes. hit me up because I got a list a mile long of stuff that I would love to do deep dives yes. with somebody into, but it's not oh. a good fit for my main show. Yeah. Right. That makes I, perfect I've sense. Really tried to steer it into focusing it on our investigations and what we learned from that. So right. yeah, everything yeah. else goes everywhere else. <laughs> yeah. But um so that's that's a heck of a story. So like you're you're still doing the investigating right now, maybe not as often as you would like, but that's still a part of it. You have the podcast yeah. coming. You just mm-hmm. were, you just put out a book, correct? I did. So actually, <laughs> this book, I sorry, at this book this year, I put out um, technically five books. Um, so I released my first novel. It's currently out of print already, so that's sad. But it's coming back. Um, I it's it's called a collection of eyes, and that book I wrote because I was feeling the effects of having PTSD so strongly, and I didn't I didn't I didn't know how to explain what it felt like to be inside of my head, like in a way that other people would really relate to. Like, I didn't know how to share how I was feeling without telling my story. And that's not something for the public to know. So I made a maid character. Her name is Penrose Williams. And I gave her a human monster. Um, So the book starts with her behind, standing at a police station behind the glass, looking at the man who tried to kill her. So... We go through it. She takes us through like a a flashback and we learn that she's been stalked for months. She's been terrorized by this man. She gets kidnapped. Um, And I have ghosts in there too. So (laughs) there's, but what I did is I didn't end the story with her survival because we know at the beginning that she survives this encounter. I took it farther than that. And I wrote her trying to recover from this experience. So I wrote the panic attacks that I have. I wrote the waking up with flashbacks and sweating and shaking when you're triggered. And I put all of that into this book. So it is, it, it's a paranormal thriller. Um, and I really love it. And that's going to come back out. But with Mallory, I've been super busy. We did Dark Village, which is a an anthology of short horror stories. So we both contributed a story for that collection. And then we put out a call to other writers or anybody who wanted to toss their hat in the ring to be a part of this collection of stories. And it was amazing. We loved reading everybody's submissions. We loved, we loved kind of piecing them together. We had so we had so many good ones that we actually couldn't accept all of them because we had a limited amount of space in there. But it was really fun for us to go through and be like these th- these flow really well. These are different tones, these are different flavors of horror. Let's compile them like that. Um and then I wrote also with Mallory, we wrote a short smut series and that was fun. Um all about so let's see that all about the smut, smut life. <laughs> um, wait, has I been collection of eyes, dark village, wolf smut? Oh, so maybe I'm at four. I feel like I'm forgetting something. That's shows the state of mind I'm in right now. I but, I, I think you are too because I I keep tabs on you. But yeah, you're missing one. But I uh, I think I'm missing something. Either way, 
I've been a busy bee. Yes, <laughs> so I haven't I haven't been so. in the field, but I have still been I mean, all of my work goes together. Like the stuff with ghosts and my writing, it's if I want to be all like deep and like hoity toity about it, it's a it's a explanation of human suffering. But it it really it's telling stories and the strength and resiliency that humans face and the lingering after effects. Like most of the ghosts that I talk to, and it could be because I'm investigating and I'm not just like sitting down with someone whose loved one has passed, but I get the ghosts who have seen some shit and are still here because they've seen sh- seen some shit and they just want to tell their story to someone. And that's kind of what I do in my tarot practice as well. I'm not the person that you come to if you want a love reading or a general like what's my life going to be like in three years? I'm the person that you want to come to when you are having a hard time and you need some direction on how to get back on the right track. I'm the person who goes into the dark and holds your hand and walks you back into the light. And I do that with the living and the dead. And it's also reflected in most of my writing. <laughs> that it's uh, And you do it, it with a great sense of joy and gratitude. And um, I don't know if anybody's yeah. ever said it to you, but it shows. Your work, Thank it, you. it shows. It really does. And that's one of the reasons yeah. I wanted to have you on and chat with you is you approach these things very, very differently with an overwhelming sense of empathy and humanity, which is yeah. not what we get a lot within this you know, like most people it are isn't. in this for the shock value and to make a joke out of it or to make money. Yeah. And yeah, that's, exactly. That's I mean, painful, I'd love, you know? I would love to make money. However, well, make yeah, a, making a living and then trying yeah. to get rich off of something are, are oh, no. very completely, different. You know? Completely agree. No, my like my dream setup would be to just take up residence in some old haunted jail and just tell stories all day all day every day you know like that's that's what that's what a happy life looks like to me it's just hanging out with dead folks you know dead people <laughs> if you ever decide yeah yeah i'm oh, they're much more fun than living to be honest they are they're um, so much more fun yeah. and they can't pester you once they're like if i don't want to talk to you anymore i'm just gonna ignore you and what are you gonna do about it you're invisible <laughs> Well, I will say this. If you ever find yourself over in the Mississippi area, let me know and I will get you access to an old jail that um, has a lot of stories to tell and is mostly full of fun and talkative spirits. But we got Mm -hmm. one meanie in there. One meanie. Yep. Yeah. See, that's my I just I like I love sitting down and I just feel like whether it's a living person sharing their story with me or sharing what happened to them or uh, the spirit of someone who's passed on. I It's it's an honor for me to be the person that is trusted with such heavy topics. And there, w- there was a while that I couldn't – I was at my worst mental health-wise when my scam accounts were also at their worst. So like when you take a step back – like when you examine it, like I, there was more to it than the scam accounts. It's just, I hit a point where I was like, I can't, my mental health literally cannot take this. So I'm going to, I'm going to step back to protect my own mental health. Um, but I, it's one of those things where like, I'm, I don't, I don't wish that I had PTSD. Like I miss, I miss pre PTSD. Like I don't, I wish I didn't have to experience the things that I experienced, but I'm also kind of grateful for it because I've always been empathetic. I've always been compassionate. I've always been able to hold space for someone in a tough time. But I feel like after having PTSD, it unlocked a new level of understanding of exactly what a human spirit can endure. You know, it's, it it gives you, it gives you a much deeper understanding. And I feel like if I have, if I've been able to put in this much work, cause I can, I can see real tangible progress from my healing journey where like, it's a lifelong thing. Like I'm not, I'm not going to wake up one day and not have PTSD. Like yeah. it, it, that would be great. I would love that. Not going to happen though. You know. It's not going to happen. It's, you know, you were, you were fundamentally changed. Your, your brain chemistry literally changes your, the pathways in your brain are damaged when 
you have PTSD. But it also has enabled me to have a much deeper look at this where I really can sit down with someone and empathize with them and have a safe space for them to feel whatever they need to feel and support them on their journey out. So it's one of those things where like, I don't like that this happened to me. I wish that it hadn't happened to me, but I'm also kind of grateful at the same time. We're grateful that it helped us grow in the way that it did. Did it yes, cost exactly. us a lot? Yes, absolutely. Oh, it cost God. us a lot. However, at the yes. same time, it wasn't a, a cost without anything in return. We gained yes. something from it. And we did. it's kind of hard to hold on to that every once in a while. Like it really is. Yeah. But I don't think, I mean, I wouldn't be the person that I am today without those experiences. And as mm-hmm. much as I wouldn't wish that on anyone, they yep. made me who I am and sent me on the direction that I'm on now. So yeah, part yeah, of the journey. I'm- it is part of the journey and I'm not like, I know a lot of psychics, I actually don't even call myself a psychic, but a lot of, in the spiritual community, you will hear a lot of people saying that you decided what happened to you before you even came here and I fucking hate that because why would I ever choose this for myself? Excuse me. But Bullshit. <laughs> yep. Yeah. See? Thank you. Thank you. It is bullshit and I, I am not a fan of that rhetoric or the people who are like, Life is what you make it. Or so like think positive. And I'm like, that's some fucking bullshit. Because if I could think positive, I wouldn't have PTSD right now. If thinking positive was the solution to life's problems, then you're looking at me dead in my face and telling me that it's my mindset that's the issue. And yeah, the I thing. just feel like you have to make yeah. positive. Don't think it. You have to yes. make it. That means getting yeah. your hands dirty and putting in the effort and making exactly. it happen. Yeah. And this that means that you yeah, it's so much. It's so much work. It means literally every single time I am triggered, which is a lot, by the way. It's a lot because I have I have complex PTSD. So it's not it's not a one event. It's multiple events over a span of time that literally cause my mind to break. <laughs> like I feel it's, you. Yeah. So when I, when I'm triggered, I have to literally sit, work through the whys, the hows pay attention to my reactions, pay attention to the thoughts and feelings I had during it. It it is it's an exhausting like there are some days when just taking care of my own mental health is exhausting. And yet I love being able to apply it to the work that I do. I like being able to help people with my experiences because if if I can see real progress with the work that I have done and I can say I don't have all the answers. I'm never going to have all the answers. What works for me might not work for you, but I can give you some of the tips that I've learned along the way, you know? And I feel like it applies to ghosts and the living because a lot, well, again, these are the ghosts that I have had experience with. It's not, it's not everyone's experience within the paranormal, but it it just goes back to needing someone to hear and witness what happened to them. And I like being that person that can sit and say, I'm sorry that this happened to you. And I don't try to cross any spirits over. I don't cleanse any fucking houses. I literally just listen and tell other people their story. And that seems to be what they're craving is just some acknowledgement for someone to see, for someone to hear what happened to them. It's like, I'm sure I'm, well, I don't want to speak for you, but like, I don't publicly tell my story about what happened to me because again, the internet's a weird place. I don't need that out there. You know, I'll speak in private with close people and that's about it. Yeah, exactly. So that, that is the same with me. There are only a handful of people who know my story, but then I think about how lucky I am to even have those people. And then to know that there are still so many spirits out there who are just wanting that moment of recognition. And if I can give it to them, that makes me happy and that makes it worthwhile. And it's 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 fun and it makes the emotional cost of listening to these heavy stories so much lighter. To Well, not lighter, but you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's it really is like solving a mystery because right? I get little clues along the way and I'm piecing things together. And then when I finally have that breakthrough moment, 
it's almost like they breathe a sigh of relief that someone put it together. And, you know, maybe it's not going to reach millions of people, but I think it just takes one person to be able to say, I'm sorry that that was your experience in life to give them some form of peace. Do they move on? I don't know. <laughs> but well, no, I think you're you right. Know? I think there's something to that. I mean, I've, um, I've experienced um, interactions on, on a multitude of scales, but some are very much what you're describing to me right now is, is like, they just, they wanted the story to be told. Yeah. They wanted someone to listen to it. They wanted somebody yep. to even just get it out there. And, you know, I, I don't know if it resolved the issue, but I do right. know that I felt I did my part by by sharing this experience with the world, you know? Yeah. I've, I've been able to yeah. do that a few times on the show where I actually came across something that, like, I felt in my heart, like, this this is something that I definitely have to tackle and I have to talk about and I have to get out there. Uh, yes. Not only for whoever is sharing this with me, but it's important for us and everybody else to hear it, for anyone who yep. does end up hearing it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it when I yeah, I feel like it's I feel I try to present things in a way that's like that feels relatable if it's my story or like the bits that I share about my tarot readings or anything like that or a, a spirit that I've communicated with cuz I just I feel like it takes you back to the times when people would sit around the fire at night and and tell stories and and listen like the the oral tradition like I'm going about it in a in a different way but I think there's something to be said yeah Yeah, I I think there's something to be said for just sharing a story and if it goes nowhere if three people read what I have to say that's three people who know that the spirit existed besides me and that must be a nice feeling for the people who are on the other side who felt lost or forgotten for so long just to know like is it going to resolve anything i don't know but knowing that someone out there knows who they are and i don't even know most of these people's names like i know mary lily's name because that was a historical figure and i had actual names that i could go to but a lot of the spirits that i interact with i don't i don't know their name i can tell you how they felt i can tell you if they were old or they were young I can tell you what their childhood was like if we get to that point. And, but I don't always have a name. I, that's not in my skill set. But I don't think that that matters as much as their lived experience, sharing what they went through. So, you know, Broken People Club. <laughs> broken People, broken Club. people. <laughs> All the way. This is, this is a new subreddit that we'll, uh, we'll start uh, yes. sometimes in the near future. Well, Carly, I can't thank you enough for uh, coming on and sharing your experiences, and I, I hope this is the first of many, because to be honest, like you and I could keep talking about this for hours and hours and hours. Oh, 100%. Anytime, anytime you want to okay. chat, hit me up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether it's mental health, PTSD, ghost, divination, you have an open door policy All over here at XV Planet, seriously. Like, yep. I also have an open door policy over here. Ask me. And I'm like, yeah, I do want to talk about that. That sounds great. <laughs> so, Likewise. Yeah, sounds good well, I me. can't thank you enough. Uh, everybody listening, be sure to check out the show notes. Uh, Carly, be sure to send me a list of any and all links that we want to add to this. Make sure that everybody okay. can be directed towards you. Again, Perfect. thank you so much for taking time. I know that you are, as you said, a very busy bee. So, um, <laughs> no, sincerely, thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming out and and chatting with me tonight um i never know how these conversations are going to go because i don't necessarily plan anything when i do the transmissions from the void series but you know i've been wanting to chat with you for a while and i'm delighted on all of the different directions that this conversation took so yeah thank you again so much anytime Many thanks to Carly Latham for sharing her story and experiences with us. Be sure to check out all of the links in the show notes to keep track of her projects and go support her new podcast as well as all of her other endeavors. As you all know, here at XV Planus, we love and support our small and independently owned businesses and projects of independent creators. Again, all of the links are in the show notes, and I encourage you all to check each and every one of them out. 
If you enjoyed our conversation, be sure to keep an eye on our Patreon, as I can guarantee Carly will be making an appearance from time to time to talk about all of the weirdness in our world. And speaking of our Patreon, if you're craving more XV Planis, consider donating at www.patreon.com slash xvplanis, where you'll gain access to our exclusive content. There's a whole other separate series on there, as well as extended interviews, exclusive episodes with special guests, and much more. A sincere thank you to all subscribers who support the show and who donate to the Patreon. You all are amazing, and I can't express enough just how much every little bit helps to make this show happen a little bit easier. Don't forget to follow us on Blue Sky, Twitter, no, I am not calling it X, Instagram, threads, Facebook, everywhere as XVPlanis, and you can follow my personal misadventures and music projects at Folds and Floods on those same platforms. Links for both are in the show notes as usual. If you like what we do here, head on over to iTunes or Spotify to rate and especially review us, and tell your friends about us. Tell your families about us. Hell, yell at random people at the library about us. Well, maybe not that one. You might get into a little bit of trouble. We are a DIY independent production, and the only way that we will grow is by you sharing us with others who might enjoy taking this trip down many a rabbit hole. Be sure to check out all the great shows on the Green Mushroom Podcast Network, like Luxacult, Unearthing Paranormalcy, and more. You can check it out by going to www.greenmushroomproject.com. Add that to your bookmarks to keep up with the network in the future. The show is produced in the Black Lodge, wherever that resides at this moment of time and space, and it's written, edited, and scored by yours truly. Music from the show can be found on my Bandcamp page for Folds and Floods or anywhere you stream your music. No part of this show or its music may be reproduced without consent. Copyright Folds and Floods Productions. Once again, I am your host, Flood, and this has been XV Planus. Thank you for being a part of the journey so far, and I'll see you in the between. In Abambratio, in Fluctus, Subvelo. <laughs>